Hey Rush with Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. Hit the guys up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino calling line at 405-329-9000. Now, with your Friday Rush, here's Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. The Oklahoma Sooners are 5-5. Five and five. Just lost to West Virginia. There. I am ready to say my take on this. Uh-oh. Before you say your take, I think that most Oklahoma fans, if they were being truthful and rational, would say they don't know. The ones that want to be loud and want to be obnoxious are going to say he's our guy because they don't want to admit that Lincoln leaving was going to make their program worse. Well, I'm going to say something to, to all of us. Say it. Say it with your chest. If you are jostling in between I don't know and he's our guy, you're both wrong. He's not. Because I think he's the wrong guy. Oh, wow. Just flat out. Not you show up at a place that's used to winning like Oklahoma is used to winning. And you go five and five. And you can you can talk me down. You can say, oh, my God, Lincoln took so many players, so much of people. If you show up and you go five and five at Oklahoma, something is very, very wrong. Well, there you go. Just the uh, sound of Brandon Walker's voice of the Unnecessary Roughness podcast on Barstool makes a lot of people's blood boil. I just wonder if that audio clip there made anyone's blood boil on uh, their thoughts on Brent not being the guy at at OU. Uh, Travis Davidson, your big takeaway from that audio clip there from Barstool. Well, you know, immediately when I heard the voice i was like oh this this is gonna be bad (laughs) this is gonna be real bad (laughs) but uh, that's the thing and and it's a lazy take and 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 here's the thing barstool has built quite the empire they're worth a lot of money this that and the other but a lot of how they got there was by a lot of hot takes and being incendiary right that's why you know that's that's why a lot of them kind of say these things right is to get people mad and um, get them all worked up and get them to call in and get a lot of interaction like it is what it is he's doing his job but there's no way that you can i don't think there's any way you can be past i don't know like the people that are out there saying look i don't know if he's the guy cool like that is your prerogative but if you're saying i know for a fact beyond a shadow of a doubt that brad venables is not the guy to lead us forward i mean knowing what you know, we all know. I just, I just think that's a bridge too far for me, Tyler. What no, do you think? It's t- it's ten games in, Travis, and no, no one's trying to say that five and five is acceptable or this hasn't been a really bad season. Like, yeah, it, it hasn't been a great year. Like, I don't think that there's a situation that can exist for us to look back on the 2022 season and say, what a great year for Oklahoma football. Regardless of what happens from here on out, it's going to be looked at as a disappointing season. And hey, maybe Britt Venables isn't the guy in the end, but I think it's way too early after 10 games to definitively say they hired the wrong guy, this is a terrible hire. And But like you said, I, that, that podcast, it, it, it is what it is, and they know what they're doing there, and that, that, that's fine, like whatever. But they're trying to get hot takes, and, and, and that's a hot take. And I'm not one that necessarily points to, well, hey, Kirby Smart, this was his first year at Georgia, look what happened. Uh, Nick Saban, his first year at Alabama, look what happened. But they probably would have had the same take, I'm guessing, on this podcast after Saban loses to UL Monroe at home, 
after Kirby loses to Vanderbilt at home in Georgia Tech and Florida as well, they probably would have had the same take that they're not the right guys for the job. Just hold on. We, we don't – you, you, you don't definitively know that he's the wrong guy just yet. And I, and I don't think that he is, by the way. I think he still is the right guy for the job. You're just going to have to hold on a bit. But, yes, that's a wild hot take. That's that's what that is. Yeah. If we had the amount of podcasts that we do right now, um, back when Saban was losing those games and Kirby was losing those games and everything, then, then those takes would be readily available, and we could play those right now too. But uh, that's the problem. We're kind of we're in such a – content creation era now um that i mean if you want an an opinion to agree with you and be the echo chamber you can find it on the internet i promise you so with with the uh um again with if you put caleb williams on this team right now we probably have about the same record as last year and we've kind of covered up some blemishes of the defense that you know, have now just turned turned their head, and you know, Dylan Gabriel isn't Caleb Williams. I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody. That's not a hot take by any means, but we shouldn't, Tyler. We shouldn't have to have a savior, and that's the point at, at quarterback to save the defense that right. ranks 109th in the country. And the problem is the defense, like to start the game, the defense when they're fresh, they're good. The problem is we're so thin. That we, the the problem with losing a lot of the roster, people are like, well, you know, we've still got a lot of the highly ranked guys and all this. The problem is we're just so thin. They took all the depth, and that's why you look at West Virginia and be like, man, they played so well early, but they were getting run over in the fourth quarter. Yeah, because they've been on the field for 85 snaps in a cold monsoon. No, I mean it's right. Like you, um, you want to strive to be elite at quarterback every single year, obviously, but you also want to strive to be a program that doesn't need that type of play to win a title. Like, for instance, Georgia. You you hope you're better than Stetson Bennett was last year moving forward at QB, but you're trying to get to a place like Georgia was last year, Travis, where even if you have Stetson Bennett at quarterback, you can still figure out a way to win a national championship. That's where you're trying to get. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a situation where we're so used to – you know, the defense being the damsel in distress, and we're so used to, you know, the hero coming along and saving them, that eventually we just got to tell the damsel to stay out of trouble. You know what I mean? Like, like just just stop needing to be rescued and actually be a strength, and then, uh, and then you're good to go because, Tyler, we've seen the blueprint. These are the same fans that saw the blueprint. Tyler went to the playoffs, got demolished. Jalen went to the playoffs, got demolished. You know, Baker... And an entire offense that got drafted, including his backup, um, you know, couldn't get a win in the playoffs. So we've seen over and over this happen. But yet, you know, I was talking to somebody yesterday. They're like, you know what? All I know is that I was happier last year than I am this year. And you know what, Tyler? I can't argue with them because, yeah, when you have a bigger number in front and a smaller number behind in your record, you are a lot happier. But then what is that worth if you just get to the end and then get smoked again? Are you looking at the text line right now, by chance? Uh, I know that I looked at it. I looked. I just saw a little bit the previews of them, and uh, I think it's safe to say that Brandon Walker isn't going to uh, win any popularity uh, contests. They can barely spell OU. Uh, this one says, "I want to punch him in the face," and I don't even know what his face looks like. Let's see. Joe from Chandler says, "I don't care what those fools say." 
Uh, this that, one, this one says they can eat a bag of eggplants. Yeah, big uh, big old bag of eggplant emojis. That's correct. Um, <laughs> I'm rolling with BV till the wheels fall off, lads. That's what Gutty says. Uh, I have no idea who that guy is. I couldn't care less. OU fan shouldn't either. Y- yes, 100% agree with that. Barstool, the way they got there was by a uh, bunch of drunks. So, yeah, you, you should not pay attention to uh, Brandon Walker's take on, you know, whether Brent Venables is the right guy for the job or not. And there's at least one text on here that says, don't be sunshine pump- pumpers. There is something wrong at OU. BV used to have a motion in a get-back coach. The players feed off the coach. BS broke a few headphones in his early years. Tell him to be himself. It's not being a sunshine pumper to say it's through 10 games. You, I don't think that you can have a definitive answer as to him. He, like, he's not the guy or not. Like, it's way too early for that. I don't think that's being a sunshine pumper. That's kind of just looking at every situation the same. Like, let's let it develop a little bit more before, before we have that hot of a take. There, are, are there things wrong at OU? Yes, clearly. They are 5-5 five and five this year. There are things that need to be fixed, and I'm sure Brent Vittables would tell you the same thing. The point is, is I'm not ready to say OU made a massive mistake after the first 10 games. That's, that's the main point. Right. When, when you look at, uh, you know, when you look at even just the West Virginia game late in the game, the guys are in position. You look at even the, you look at even the fake punt, Tyler. You, well, I was sitting right next to you. You said, "Oh, they got to fake it here," and it gets faked, and we've got it hemmed up. We got three guys on that side, and they still run right through them. It's just the problem. I mean, they're being put in position to make plays, and they just, for whatever reason, aren't making them. And and I think we're seeing, you know, especially afterwards. Uh, when a couple of OU's better playmakers on the defense over the last few or over the last decade, if you will, Nick Benito and Zach Sanchez both came out and said, "Hey, you know, at some point, you just got to look at the man in the mirror and say, I'm, you know, I'm going to beat the man across from me. I'm better than this person across from me. Let's go do it." You guys are getting personal now. That D nozzle from Barstool sounds like Kermit the Frog that has smoked two packs a day for thirty years. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh. like you've thought about this one. I don't think I'll you randomly what. came up with that. You thought that's about that. That's been in the that. drafts. That one's been in the drafts. Man. Uh Lincoln went to the playoffs his first year. I mean, if you want to compare the situations, I mean, we can, but I think it's pretty obvious there. So, yeah, I mean, Look, I, I'm not saying that there's not issues going on with OU. They're 5-5. Five and five. Clearly they are. They shouldn't lose to a team like West Virginia. But, again, the main point is I think it's a wild hot take to say, yeah, there's no doubt that he is the uh, wrong guy for the job. We'll see. We'll see how they finish these last two games. And next year is obviously going to be a very big year. Um, if they're 5-5 five and five again at this point, Travis, after a 5-7 and seven season, then I think that take by Brandon Walker is going to have – I mean, it's going to sound a whole lot better, but I mean, like, let, let, let's get to this point next season first. Is what I would say. Well, yeah, I think, uh, especially when you look at the recruiting class he's bringing in, I think you at least owe owe that to him, right? I mean, you're you're watching it with your own eyes. You're saying, okay, these are guys in position. They're for some reason not making plays. For some reason, Marvin Mims keeps dropping passes. For some reason. You know, Eric Gray's had an incredible season. Couldn't be more proud of that guy. The offensive line is playing really well. But, you know, Dylan's missing some throws that you definitely want back. And I don't think you look at any of that and say, well, this this Brent guy, man, he's he just doesn't know what he's doing. Like, yeah. I, I, I think that's a bridge too far right now. What's your uh, midweek feel on this football game on Saturday? 
You know, Tyler, I want to know what the heck Vegas is is on, right? Because they are wildly confident in the Sooners right now. They're the sunshine uh, pumpers, Travis, yeah, not us. Yeah, get out to the desert. Yeah, get out to the desert. Hit their text line. It, uh, um, yeah, I don't. It, it's interesting because, Tyler, don't you think that line is pretty much solely reliant on Spencer Sanders' health and, and what they think that might be? Because if, if they throw Gunner Gundy – under center, I I have to say I like our chances pretty dramatically. Um, also, look at the difference that Marvin Mims has made at home versus on the road, and you can pretty much reason that he will have uh, a big day, but be at least good for one score. I know that much. He's had, obviously, some highlights uh, against Oklahoma State in his past. So, yeah, I feel pretty good about it right now, to be honest. Uh, we'll see kind of. You know, if that line moves throughout the week, and we'll see what the uh, quarterback's health situation looks like uh, for the Cowboys. But yeah, I think I think it'll be close. Uh, but I do like OU to win by maybe a field goal right now. That's kind of my feel yeah. right now. I fully expect Spencer Sanders to start. Um, will he finish the game? Well, we'll see what type of uh, pressure OU applies to him. But I think he's going to start. Is he at a hundred percent? No, I, I don't think he's going to be at a hundred percent. And I'm interested to see what he looks like less than 100%. He looked okay last week. He delivered that game-winning touchdown pass in the end zone over Iowa State. But, you know, that was that was in the second half. Like, can he perform consistently with that injury throughout 60 minutes? Because you, you could, I think you could even tell Saturday that he was, you know, still in pain and being bothered by it quite, quite a bit. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's uh, I've talked to a couple players over there, and it's – it, it does seem to be that he's trying to fight through it. I mean, this is a guy that started a lot of football games. I mean, Brent, um, you know, referenced it in his press conference. He talked about, like, 90 starts, you know, between high school and college. I mean, he has, uh, I think, an opportunity to be the winningest uh, quarterback in Oklahoma State history, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, he's going to be a guy that wants to get out there, but – you know, kind of like Andrew Rame, you know, when he said he couldn't go. If you can't go, you can't go. And at some point, you don't want to be the reason that your team loses because you were too stubborn to pull yourself out of the game. And that's where Gundy just has to say, hey, get out. Yeah, I agree. Uh, a few texts before we hit a break. Brent will get at least three years. He, yeah, that's probably the case. It's too early to say either way. He might be the guy eventually, but he also might not. Both options are on the table at this point. This one says, when did the BV honeymoon officially end? Um, that's a good question. If it didn't end against, the, against Kansas State at home for the way that you lost that game, it definitely ended in the Cotton Bowl against Texas. Yeah, it so ended in Texas. Peak. Yeah, or take yeah, your pick, I guess. Because you can, you can reason away the Kansas State game, and you're like, oh, man, they're just young. They're trying like – but also – you know, a lot of it is. I didn't hear a lot of. I didn't hear a lot of Venables hate after Texas. It was mostly Levy hate for for the Davis Bevel situation. Is what I, is what I, agree I with that. what we heard on the post game. It's what we heard all week. Everything like that. So um, I think maybe Levy got the brunt of it that day. But as the defense continues, they're like, man, this isn't a this isn't a Brent Venables defense. This that and the other. And I think just as the losses stack, that's what's done it. 
All right, 405-651-3439 is the Air Coverage Solutions text line. Since so many of you, if you didn't already, now hate Barstool and Brandon Walker, tell us why you believe Brent is still the right guy. It's 5-5. Five and five. It hasn't been a fun year. There's some issues with the program that definitely need to be fixed by next season. But why are you confident that Brent Venables was still the right hire for the job? Text us, 405-651-3439. We'll get to that and some bedlam on the other side. Keep it locked right here on The Ref. Bringing you the physical, relentless, suffocating coverage of the Sooners you deserve. This is The Ref, the home of Sooner fans. It's time for Thanksgiving, and oh, there's nothing like food family. Adopt U.S. Kids and the Ad Council. You know, we got punished. Uh, so anything that we're not doing right now, um, you're talking about the mistakes and the, the discipline and uh, things of that nature, all of that, you know, uh, it begins and ends with me, you know, and, and that's my responsibility. And obviously I'm doing a very poor job uh, of managing all of that. If it's a missed tackle, if it's a drop pass, if it's a false start, if it's a uh, missed field goal, um, if it's a misfit on a kickoff, all of those things are, that's my responsibility. And, and so my job is to get it corrected. It is the rush. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson with you until 6 p.m. Bedlam on Saturday, 6.30 on ABC. So that means we're actually going to be at Yo Pablo on Campus Corner for the pregame show on Saturday. 12.30 to 5.30. We'll be there getting you set for Bedlam. Come by and see us at Yo Pablo on Campus Corner. Travis and I will be on from 3.30 to 5.30 with your pregame coverage, and uh, I'm going to bring some ref t-shirts by. So I I know we've already got a few RSVPs for fans coming into town this weekend. Uh, Come by and see us at Yo Pablo on Campus Corner. Should be a lot of fun. 24-7, man. Uh, Finally picking an OU game this weekend. It's been a few weeks. Both of their guys like OU to win at home. One has OU 38, Oklahoma State 34. The other, Travis, OU 34, OSU 33. I don't feel like there's a lot of people that are going to pick OU to cover the 7.5-point spread this weekend, which who cares? I, at this point, just get that sixth win. Just win Bedlam this year. But I feel like a lot of people are going to be taking Oklahoma State plus the points. Yeah, I think Yeah, I think Oklahoma State plus the points is probably going to be your most popular bet, if, if I had to guess. Um, but I do think you're going to get a ton of OU by a field goal, OU by a field goal. I, th- I think that's going to be – That's kind of where I'm extre- at, honestly. Extre- that's, that's where I'm at as well. I mean, I, I, think, I think that's extremely common. I do, I do think there's reason to believe that Oklahoma puts it together and actually plays their best game of the year, um, at least the best game in conference play, because you look at the defense – really played a, a good game at West Virginia, especially in that first half. But, you know, the offense really couldn't take advantage of it. And then late when, you know, the offense put some points up, the defense couldn't, you know, get off the field. So, you know, got to play that complimentary style of football. And I think if the offense, you know, offense kind of, they're a little better at home, right? It's not going to be 38 and, and raining sideways. It's not, it's, Mims is back at home, and we know how much that changes. I mean, the home crowd's going to be, you know, quiet when you're on offense. And, and so I've, I think if the same defense shows up that was at West Virginia, I think we stand to play our best game yet. This offense, they, they've got to redeem themselves after last week, man. I mean, that was no other way to say it. That was a bad offensive performance. Um, and, and if you want to talk about where is OSU gettable, 
Well, they're get they're gettable in the back end of their defense. Said it yesterday a couple of times, but they've given up the most passing yards in the conference this year and the most passing touchdowns. If OU can connect on the deep ball, they are going to be fine offensively. But is uh, can OU connect on the deep ball consistently? That that's been a real issue as of late. This offense has to redeem itself, Travis. They're gonna have to revert back to what we saw before Dylan Gabriel got hurt and immediately after he returned. If that's not the offense that we're going to see, then it's going to be tough for this defense to carry carry him to a victory on Saturday. You got to have a you got to get back to having a really good offense on the field. It's been a few weeks since we've had that. Yeah, and but but we've we've had it more often than we haven't, Tyler, and that's and that's what I think is important to consider is, you know, the Baylor or the West Virginia game, sure. They were they were not good, and they didn't take advantage of opportunities when they should. The drop touchdown pass, the uh, you know Brandon Willis or Braden Willis, really being one of our probably three best players the entire year, just takes a route a couple yards too you know too sharp. If he stays more shallow, a walk in touchdown, a um, couple touchdowns wiped off the board, um, and then obviously DG missing uh, a wide open Mims uh, in the intermediate game. I mean, those are really three touchdowns on three plays, two of them that, you know, were really, really walk-ins. So when you when you look at their numbers outside of just that game, I don't think we have any reason to believe that they're going to put back-to-back bad performances up because they haven't really gone back-to-back bad performances with Dylan as the quarterback all year. I asked uh, going into the break, like, give us a reason on the text line why you think uh, Brent Venables was still the right hire, still the right guy, all that. Uh, in all caps from the 405. He's Brent blanking Venables. Give him some time. And that, that might not be the uh, the longest answer that we've received, but it's the most to-the-point answer that we've received. And it definitely gets the point across as yeah, to it's uh, not, how they feel about it. It's not the longest answer, but it's perhaps the most efficient. Yeah, well, Every, exactly. they, they, yes. they had no filler. No filler in that text right there. I don't know if they... Uh, I don't know if they get charged by the character, by their uh, by their cell carrier, their cell service provider, but they made the most out of that text, no doubt about it. 918, Brent knows what a championship team is supposed to look like. He also knows defense wins natties, unlike Muleshoe. Well, you said the last part, he knows defense, unlike Muleshoe. He knows what a championship team is supposed to look like, and that's something that Muleshoe had never been a part of before. He had never been a part of a national championship team or a team that had even played for a national championship. So I, I think the point is there is that whether he constructs a team that resembles some of his championship teams of the past, Brent Venables does know what it looks like. That, I mean, that is fact. Yeah, well, and, and, and that's why I think he's done such a good job recruiting this next class, right, is that's what you can convince people on. We didn't. We didn't hire Brent Venables because of his last name. We didn't hire Brent Venables because, you know, we he's really good behind a podium. Or we hired him because of his resume. He he's wasn't got the tw- flavor of the month at, no, I mean, at he's, all. He's got a 25-year, you know, solid stretch of elite defenses, top defenses, championship defenses. And, and that's what we hired. We didn't – I mean, if – if anybody else were out there that had that kind of resume, hey, they might already be a head coach, but he had turned down head coaching offers, was was cool with being, you know, one of the highest paid defensive coordinators in the country, obviously the highest paid for a while, but 
But the idea that we just hired him because we know him or we hire him because he happened to coach at OU, no, we hired him because he's been mentored by three Hall of Famers and he's one of the best defensive minds in, in the sport's last three decades. Our coach can eat your coach, so everyone better give Brent time, and I agree. You think Brent could eat all of the other coaches out there? He did eat like a triple cheeseburger the first thing he did when he got to Norman. Yeah, yeah, yeah I feel like he could because I feel like he's I feel like he's competitive enough to do it. I mean, and he's a guy like we see him doing all the workouts in the high schools while he's visiting and everything like that and running the stairs and all that. I'm, I, 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 feel like, I feel like he would get in his head that he'd been disrespected by uh, these people and, and eat them. Yes, Paul Doobie, I will trade you two Ref Army T-shirts for some West Virginia moonshine. 100%. You just tell me where to meet you. Can it be out in public at Yo Pablo? Does it need to be in the back alley of Yo Pablo so nobody sees the transaction? Yes, that yes, Paul, that that can happen. Well, and even Tyler, I think I think it's uh pretty widely known that the moonshine won't taste right unless it is uh exchanged behind a building. Um, out of the back of a truck, something like that. Like you can't, you're not gonna. If you ever see a, a, a you know, a jar of moonshine in a nice uh, boutique liquor store, don't buy it. It's not gonna taste. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see. We got so many texts to catch up on. Sooners by ten. Okay. Uh, if it's close, we're yet again finding a way to lose. OU thirty seven. OSU twenty. Let me see. If it's close, we're yet again finding a way to lose. If we put it together, this isn't close. OU thirty seven. OSU twenty. So they think OU's going to put it together then. Yeah, okay. I think it. Well, and I think it would be. Yeah, they they think they're going to put it together, but I think you know the rest of the text kind of speaks to how OU's been in close games. You know, we talked about. You know, you look at Kansas State. We couldn't get off the field on that final drive. Baylor, we couldn't get off the field on that final drive. West Virginia, I mean, what, six and a half minutes is when we missed that field goal, I think, something like that, and we didn't get the ball back the rest of the game. They just chewed it up, chewed it up, and then ended up uh, kicking the game winner as time expired. So, um, yeah, the, the, the goal is to not give them the ball with e- either a tie game or a chance, you know, a chance to go ahead or a small lead because our defense late, it's tough. The offense needs to pound the rock and hit over the top. Oh, that's going to be their game plan. That's, that's been the game that's plan. That's been the game plan for several weeks now. They just hasn't been able to hit it over the top. They've been able to pound the rock. That hasn't been the issue. The deep ball's over the top. That's That's been the issue. Yeah, and, and that's what's unfortunate, right, Tyler? We talked about this on the postgame show. When you pound the rock, pound the rock, pound the rock, pound the rock, that's all – a lot of that, at least, is to set up the big play down. It's to get it's to get those safeties crashing to help stop the run and Eric Gray. And then once you get them to bite on that play action, then you've got a wide-open Marvin Mims or wide-open Jalil Farouk running down the sideline, and you've got to be able to cash that play in right there. I mean, that's your opportunity. Otherwise, all that was a waste. Uh, I wonder why Texas never pursued Brent Venables. I... Well, we mentioned that Brent wasn't the flavor of the month. In fact, it was kind of the opposite. Clemson was coming off its toughest year since 2014 at least when they played OU in the Russell Athletic Bowl. It had been a while since Clemson had been as bad as they were uh, the year that you hired Brent Venables. Texas is a program that hires the flavor of the month. Tom Herman was exactly that coming out of Houston. Charlie Strong was that coming out of Louisville. And Steve Sarkeesian 100% was absolutely that 
coming out of Alabama. Which, speaking of Steve Sarkeesian, um, wh- what do you what do you think they feel about him? Like, what's the future for Sark look like? Is he on the hot seat going into next year? Like, he's a lot further along than Brent Venables is. We can have the conversation that Brandon Walker's wanting to have right now about Brent Venables. I uh, it, it's. Maybe Texas finally gets over the hump next year, Travis, but I'm not counting on that. I think probably more of the same from those guys next year, which makes me think that Sark's not going to last um, longer than three more years. Yeah, well, that's what's that's what's funny, Tyler, right? Like, it, when you when you take the temperature of many people in Austin, it may just be the fact that they've been losing for a long time in Austin, so their standards are maybe a little bit different, no matter what they say on social media. Um, Sark's 11-11, and 11, man. Brent Venables is 5-5, five and five, and Brent Venables does not have the roster that Steve Sarkeesian does. I mean, just flat out. I mean, it, 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 it is what it is. He's in year two. I mean, if he goes... You know, seven and five, that's going to be kind of par for the course. Again, stay on that kind of 500 career record, which is he's always had. When they hired him, he was a 500 coach, Tyler. What did they think was going to be different? Uh, Well, you know as well as I do. Well, he spent some time around Nick Saban, so he's a totally different person, a totally different head coach. Yes, the magic magic dust, of course. And I will say, you know, you talked about um, us hiring Brent Venables – away from Clemson when, you know, he Clemson wasn't at the height of their powers. They weren't coming off a national championship or anything like that. But just last year when he was there when he was their defensive coordinator, they ranked second in the country True. Yeah. in scoring defense. I mean that's what's wild is like, hey look, you can say, you know, Clemson had a down year or anything like that, but not on defense. Not on defense. And they held those Georgia Bulldogs in the first game of the season to their worst offensive output of the entire season. And, and I mean, number two, number two scoring defense right there. I mean, that's that's why we hire him. We want to get to that level. Gutty says, let me pump some sunshine then. OU wins by 17. Woo, Gunny. Yeah. That's a left-handed take right there from Gunny. <laughs> I know we're going to see Gunny on Saturday. <laughs> he said he's going to come to the game. I hope he's uh, left-handed up before we see him. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. You should talk Jackson Arnold into coming on the pregame show to shut the other stations up. LOL. We could probably do that. He's already done. He's already done it before, and they still got to talking. Yeah, I'm starting to think that he he's going to have to have a weekly show with Parker in studio or something just to shut this down, or maybe get an OU thigh tattoo. Or uh, oh, he he uh, could, he could come on with us every single day, Travis, and the yeah. entire time say I'm not decommitting. I'm not decommitting. He could do that for two hours. But if one Instagram rumor pops up, then oh boy, everyone's gonna believe it. We need a uh, we need a soundbite that we can just play. That's what we need. <laughs> yeah, no it's just anytime we get a text or a call. Well, you know, I heard I heard Georgia was you know putting together an NIL package for him, and he's from there. And then we can just play the play the clip, not decommitting. <sighs> it's uh, it's 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 a lot. It's not going to happen, by the way. All right, I am not going to be accepting any Jackson Arnold rumors until signing day, which is when he's going to sign. By the way, four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. More football to come next. Keep it locked on the Ref. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. 
If you or a loved one has suffered a debilitating illness or injury, Norman Regional's inpatient rehabilitation team is the one you can trust to help get your quality of life back where you need it. As an accredited center of excellence and top three physical rehab facility in the state, according to U.S. News & World Report, Norman Regional's dedication to patients isn't just a talking point, it has been proven. To learn more, visit normanregional.com and search inpatient rehabilitation. Holy hail damage! Are you or your loved ones looking for Just finish strong. I mean, we got two more games left. You know, this one's a big one, especially uh, how it ended last year. You know, the stakes on it last year to go to the Big 12 championship and uh, us losing the way we did last second. Um, you know, it's a big game. It always is. This one always means a little bit more. So, um, you know, we're getting prepped for it. Everybody's motivated and we're just getting ready to play. There's definitely motivation around here right now. Everybody's motivated. Um, you know, we're 5-5, five and five, you know. It is what it is, but at the end of the day, I mean, we still want to come out here and play football. And like I said earlier, I mean, these are our rivals. You know, we want to come out here and just put on a show against them. There's wide receiver Marvin Mims earlier this week saying, yeah, 5-5, five and five, just got to finish out the last two games strong, which his performance this weekend, yes, it's been much better at home than it has been on the road this year, but... The way Marvin Mims plays will not only have a huge impact in the football game, but you know how it is this time of the year, Travis. Everyone's trying to come up with their opinion on who's going to be back or who's going to be in the portal or who's going to go into the league. If Marvin Mims doesn't play well on Saturday, I feel like there's a lot of fans are going to say, well, it's give or it meters just busted right now. It obviously means he's not going to be back next season. Yeah, and and you know what's interesting, Tyler, is I kind of – I kind of see it the other way. Shocking, I know. But um, I think it – I don't think he's a guy that wants to be remembered in Norman as a guy that, you know, finished like he has with all these drops. I mean, Marvin Mims catching touchdowns probably gets us two more wins this year, just the ones that have hit him in the hands. I'm not talking acrobatic craziness or anything. If he just, if he just catches the ones that hit him in the hands, I think we have two more wins. Now, Tyler – to be fair, you could say that about a lot of things, right? If you make a kick here, if you, you know, don't, you know, have a costly penalty here. I get that. I get that a lot of other things have to happen, but um, I think the worse that Marvin does this season, I think the higher the likelihood of him coming back is because I think that he's going to leave a lot of money on the table if he doesn't get like a. Uh, like a third round or higher grade, and down the stretch, he's been more looking like he'll get like a fourth round grade. Yeah. So I, I think, I think the other way on that, I think due to his struggles, I think it may mean he he's coming back. I uh, I think he's playing college football next year. Now, where is he playing college football next year? I I think that that's an interesting conversation, and and we'll see what happens these final two games of the season, but I I don't think that he's going to roll into the NFL draft because, like you said, it is a weak wide receiver draft class, I believe, but I just don't think he's going to be a top-two-round type of guy. The play on the field consistently hasn't warranted that this year. So it's, well, and also, it's, it's, it's well, I, and we've seen guys make decisions before that are head scratching about going to the league. Marvin Mims would not be the first, I, but I think he's playing college football next year. Yeah, I think he is too, and I think a lot of it, Tyler, has to do with uh, you know if what the Sooners do with the wide receiver coach position, right? Um, with that, I think with another year of chemistry with Dylan, I think another year in the offense, uh, I think you know some some things like that, and 
always just a little bit longer in the system can always be helpful to everybody. It cures all everybody, especially wide receiver and quarterback relations, right? Yeah. So I think if I had to put money on it right now, I would bet that Mims returns to Oklahoma next year. Uh, not there's some people not happy about uh, that audio clip from Marvin Mims. Marvin Mims sounds like he has no confidence. And Sean says that's real uplifting and convincing by Mims. It is what it is, in quotes. Yeah, I, he definitely sounded like a guy that uh, dropped a wide-open touchdown pass last week. Yeah, and I, and I sure. think it's getting to him. He hasn't played this bad in his entire football career. I mean, he was a record-setting guy in, in, in Texas at the prep level, uh, freshman All-American. I mean, obviously last year uh, had his struggles just based on getting targets. I mean, only had 32 catches last year. So um, I think I – think he just sees the opportunities that he's missing, and he is lacking some of that. But he's also not been a, a big rah-rah guy, Tyler. I mean, this isn't a guy that, you know, in interviews he's been just, you know, really, really hyped up and, you know, motivational speaking. You know what I mean? He's really never been really that. He's kind of always been that kind of quiet, calm guy. But, but, no, I totally see where they're coming from because, I mean, you don't hear confidence in his voice. But, I mean, is he playing with a lot of confidence? He needs to be playing with some confidence this weekend. I know that. <laughs> they And I'm going to guess, Travis, that they go to him early in the game. And hopefully he can make the play early yeah. in the game this time. Well, around. at home he has been. At home he's been drastically better. I mean, drastically. By the way, I'm, I'm just you know looking through the text line here, and we had so many that rolled in about why you're confident the BV is still the right guy. We didn't get to probably 25% of those. Sorry, we – truly got to as many of them as, as, as we can or as we could. But you made a comment to me during the break. Were you surprised about how many people stuck up for him after this 5-5 five and five start? Is that is that what you said? Uh, yeah, and I'm not sure if that's a midweek thing, Tyler. Obviously, I'm just on Wednesdays with you and then obviously the pregame and the postgame. But um, I would say probably Monday the text line probably would have felt a little bit different. Definitely in the postgame they felt differently. But, you know, I think – I think with just some improvements seen on the defense kind of went a long way um, towards that. I think now that they've kind of got to digest it. But, yeah, the text line, I think part of it is just the people that listen to us are probably a bit more informed uh, than your average fan. because They, they sought us out somehow, especially the people that don't live locally and uh, are listening to us on the app. And they understand there's, there's reason to be optimistic. Yeah. And maybe – Maybe even if there's not a ton of reason to be optimistic, there's a void of things to be heavily pessimistic about, as there's a lot of just unknown right now. So I think the text line, uh, yeah, they, they were they were in really good spirits and were really reasonable about a lot of things. Yeah, well, um, and I agree with that, and I like to see that. But if you lose Saturday, I think a lot of that goes out the window. Um, being 5-5 five oh, yeah. five is tough enough, but losing to your two biggest rivals for the first time since 1998, a 5-6 and six season that would start to look like a 5-7 and seven year, losing to Oklahoma State back-to-back years, an OSU team that's not great at home. Um, ew, I, the, the mood, and I'm not saying that this is how anyone should think next week, but the mood will really start to turn next week if, if you don't win Saturday. Like for yeah. a 5-5 five and five team, this is a massive, massive, massive game. Yeah, and it's and a lot of people are would probably come down to how you lose, Tyler. If you just you know, if you get gashed for another two seventy five plus on the ground, um, 
you know, if if Marvin Mims drops three or four passes, you know, if it just looks like the exact same loss that we've seen. And it probably you know, would against these guys. Year. With the Spencer yeah. Sanders, is less than 100%, right? Exactly, exactly. So it's like, I think that's the problem is, like, we were saying it before the can or probably before and after the Kansas State loss. That was exactly how we expected Kansas State to to win if they won, right? Special teams play and running the ball. And what did they do against us? They they had that big special teams play that killed our momentum, and then they ran the ball at will on us. So uh, I mean, we, the, the formula is out there. Like the blueprint is out there, Tyler. That's it, what you have to is. do to beat us. It is, and, and this is not a situation where OU can play well and still lose the game. Like o- Oklahoma State's not as bad as West Virginia. Oklahoma State's a lot better than West Virginia, but at the same time, Travis, if you lose to these guys, I think it's going to look like a product that was pretty poor. Just like West Virginia, right? Like there, there wasn't a situation where you could lose to West Virginia and still play well at the same time. Those two things could not go to each other. West Virginia wasn't – I mean, West Virginia's a bad team. Um, Oklahoma State is better, but I still think the same thing is true. If you lose to these guys at home on Saturday, I think it means that you played pretty poorly. Not a scenario here where – Oh, well, they played well. They just came up short against a better team. I don't know if that exists here. Yeah, so. and, re- and really a lot of what West Virginia was, and, and I, I do agree. I don't think West Virginia is very good, but a lot of what West Virginia did was they got a backup that has a lot of moxie. Um, you know, I know we use that word a lot with uh, um, a guy like Baker Mayfield, but, man, he was a tough runner he he pulled that team to victory with his legs. But, again, Tyler, we knew what was coming. We had guys in position, just couldn't make the plays. Yeah, true. All right, text line 405-651-3439. OU fans, are you even paying attention at all to the college football playoff rankings? Did you even care last night when they scrolled across ESPN? We'll talk about that next. Keep it locked on the ref. Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is the ref. It's the season of giving thanks, pumpkin spice, and everything nice. Get the nicest deals on all the new Buicks at Dorsey J. Cavens Construction bringing you this hour of the rush. Cavens can do it all, including 24-7 emergency repairs. CavensConstruction.com or give them a call, 405-573-3048. Tulsa, they're here to serve you as well, 918-282-7612. Another reminder, we'll be at Yo Pablo on Campus Corner for the pregame show on Saturday, 1230 to 530, leading you up until kickoff. Yeah, I asked the question, and um, some OU fans are uh, responding on the text line right now. Um, no, we don't care about the college football playoff rankings this year. Um, I Nope, I don't even watch ESPN anymore, says Gunny. I found that out. Like I, As a college football fan, I was still very interested in the rankings released last night. But it about caused a fight in my house because my wife is like, I don't care about these rankings right now. OU has nothing to do with them. Turn it to Breaking Bad, please. Something. I don't care about these. And I feel like yeah. most OU fans probably fall in that same category. Yeah, I I could care less about the playoff rankings this year. I, I truly could. I mean, especially early. Like, Tyler, I think 
especially when OU was, even when OU was a part of them, and we were all tuned in, wondering where we were going to be. Like a- after the the TCU um, Baylor stunt years ago, we know that these first however many weeks are just it, it's just a TV show. It's made for entertainment. Like they can switch up in the last week whatever they want to do. So whether you want to debate who should be four or five or who should blah, blah, like it doesn't matter. It literally is just it's it's a TV show. I do think Tyler, knowing that it's a TV show, I don't know why they don't air the discussions like live on television. Yeah, that would be something I'd tune into because what what do we hear every year? Tyler is like, man, they're contradicting themselves. If you believed this for one team, how can you not apply it to another? And then all we get is that you know that interview with Heather Heather Dinich afterwards saying. Uh, so why did you rank this? Oh, well, we didn't think they were a complete team. Well, what about this other team? You thought they were, but there's no follow-ups, you know, from the, from the TV Very viewers. scripted is what it feels like. Yeah, sure. exactly. Yeah. So could you imagine, Tyler, if they aired all those discussions for true transparency? True transparency. That would be interesting, and I would tune into that in a heartbeat. I would too, but uh, you know they like to change up their criteria from year to year depending on which teams are actually in year, the mix. Year to year, week yeah. to week, week to week. Yeah, that's that's true. So that I think they get busted red-handed if they were to air that. But I'm with you, man. It would be awesome. Which I'm glad we turned the channel because there was nothing dramatic about the top five release last night. So I, I didn't miss out on anything. Who cares? They didn't. I don't think that they changed anything up at all inside the top five. Hour number two of The Rush is next. Keep it locked on The Ref.